Okay, aloha everyone and welcome back to the High Connect podcast. Today we have a very special guest, somebody that I've actually never met in person before, um, but he's kind of been around, you know, the channel and whatnot and honestly like created a lot of what Untitled Hawaii is like inadvertently. Uh, so we have the guest today, uh, Soul Supremacy founder, Derek Liu. And I, I think we got to get it out of the way early, man. You just <laughs> dropped that announcement that you're kind of like shutting it down and, you know, moving out of Cali. That's That's huge, huge news. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been thinking about it for a couple of years, mm -hmm. um, just like what's next. Um, but like just a lot of things just fell into place um, over these last few years and even these last months where it's just like, I think it's time now. And it just, yeah, like I said, a lot of dominoes just fell and I just made the decision that it's kind of like now or never. Um, right just because where I'm at in my life, where my kids are at in their life and where my family is at. And just, yeah, just trying to get to that next point of where do I see myself in these next 10, 20 years? Oh, okay. So it wasn't like there was like a tipping point or like I've had it, like I'm fed up with the sneaker game. Like these guys all suck. <laughs> I'm out of here kind of thing. It was like a slow um, like progression. I mean, like, I mean, people who have followed me for a long time know I've like put eBay messages up from buyers. Yeah. And like just random like craziness that goes on in the sneaker game for probably a decade um there was never a moment where it's like i gotta get out like right now mm. um but it's just like slow progressions year over year how i just feel mentally um where i want to be um and where i just see like the game going and like a lot of people think like oh man souls like falling or whatever mm. not like we're good like i can keep on going if i wanted to um it's just do I want to be like, I'm turning 40 this year. Like, do I want to be a 50 year old dude selling sneakers retail, mm. like in my own store? Like that's not where I see my life. Um, so even though I can go for another three to five years strong, I just don't want to do it. Cause it just doesn't match my timeline of like my kids when, how old they are. And I don't want to transfer my son in school, like when he's in middle school or high school, he's going to end up hating me or, or whatnot. So um, he's still young. My daughter's still young. They don't understand the full like social status of like where you live and like where you go. So they're not like totally entrenched um, right now. So I, I feel like moving them now is the time. Ah, okay. I feel you. And I, it's interesting because I don't think soul supremacy is falling off at all. And at soul steals, you know, I, I heard you just made that announcement where you guys are kind of like separate entities and stuff now, but they're still kind of intertwined in the fact that you guys did do a lot of the same things, you know, uh, soul steals being the membership website for soul supremacy for the people that are listening. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are still killing it. I see the buyouts and stuff all the time. The website sells out like really fast eBay. I know you recently, you guys just stopped doing that, but I don't think a lot of people know your eBay stuff was like, dude so many shoes every single week like when you did those like auctions for starting off at a dollar or whatever just continuously outputting um and i don't know if a lot of people realize like how big soul supremacy actually is and i don't even know if you uh, take the like time to think about how big it is because you think i when i first got started right i looked at like okay what, what what's the biggest companies in the sneaker game you know and i saw like flight club and i saw like oh, riff la is like storied and stuff and then i saw soul supremacy and then I realized like in the background after like trying to figure out how much shoes and stuff are moving, I feel like you guys move more shoes 
than a lot of these like maybe bigger name companies, you know, that you see on sneaker shopping with Complex or whatever it is. And I don't think a lot of people understand that maybe just because you guys are more low key, like you're not trying to promote yourself as like the best of anything. It's just you guys just keep doing your thing and the numbers come. Yeah, I mean, like Flight Club, like they are so big. They're bigger than like just like how you, you kind of like understated them. Like mm. they are 50, 100 times bigger than we are. It's just they never like promote like what they do. Like they're never like, oh, we shipped out 1,000 pairs today or mm. we shipped out 2,000 pairs today. With them, it's just like they. I don't know how to describe their marketing, but they're just like, um, they just offer the shoe and the sales. There's no like stories or gimmicks or, or anything like that. Um, Cause like at one point, I don't know what the exact number is, but like flight club had like 200 employees. Like, I don't know serious? what period of time. Wow. Yeah. So it's like to, to support 200 people, you gotta be doing some major weight. I don't uh, understand how that's possible though, because I swear to God, I don't know anybody that buys shoes from flight club. Like, Let's be honest, you know, like those that's, prices are insane. That's the crazy thing is like we don't know anybody personally, yeah. But like their revenue dwarfs like anything that any other store does. Like it's not even like a comparison. It's like Shaq versus like Greg Oden. It's like <laughs> it's just it's it's unknown. But it's because they don't put out like public information of like you know, like, oh, we do this, we ship this many stuff or et cetera, et cetera. It's literally crazy. Like they're in a league of their own. Like, uh, okay, I got no they got acquired, what. I think, or they're partnered with like a big company too, I think. Yeah, they, so, I right? mean, they got bought out by Goat. But that's what it was, right? right. Um, but yeah, like, even though like, I'm like, who would buy something from them? Like, even though I don't buy anything or I never really did. Um, but like, yeah, they just push crazy numbers out that they just had a following for so long. It's literally insane. But I mean, I mean, we've always tried to be like uh, low key. Um, I've never been big on like putting myself as the brand, should I say? Mm -hmm. um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, it's always been like Soul is the brand, and I'm like I might be the person that runs it or behind it, but I'm Soul can't go on without me, and that's why mm -hmm. I, I have faith in my team that like everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. Like just for example, I give him mad respect because. He's probably the hardest working dude in the industry and people love him, hate him, whatever, but you got to respect what he does is two J's mm, like yeah. two J's to me is bigger than his store. He's a persona, like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. At this point, Person, like, yeah, without two J's to me, there's like no urban, mm. like it's hard for it to continue because everybody goes to urban because of him. They respect him. They respect his grind. They respect what he does. Where me, even though like I started this and I founded it and everything, blah blah blah, like people will still go to Seoul because we were always just the store brand, right. um, which is it's gonna. I, I have faith in my guys that they're still gonna do well, um, and they're gonna. Some things will change, and I mean, hopefully it's not major changes. And I mean, I, I'm 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 hoping they succeed, and I, I I mean I I know they will. It's just how does the game and how does the game change over these next five to 10 years per se. Right. And, and could we talk about that a little bit then? Cause I'm not certain. Uh, I, I saw that you kind of like put out maybe a tweet or something about who was overtaking the business and it's all people that have already worked there. It's not like you're doing an outside hire or anything. These are guys you've been with for, you know, the past X amount of years, right? Yeah. Everyone there has been there at least five years. Okay. Um, that are still going to be there. Uh, my partner, Rob, he's been kind of behind the scenes this whole time. Um, he's going to 
basically take over and then are managed. And then um, I have Jeremy and Christian who are like my buyers and legit checkers and they deal with customer service and stuff like that. Um, and then one of our newer, still been there five years, Mikey, he's coming back um, right to basically kind of take my place as a body. Um, so they're just going to run a team before, um, right but everything should be, should be smooth. Should, I, don't, I don't see any hiccups, but um, there will be growing pains for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's to be expected with any kind of business change and stuff, but at least, you know, I, I think what you did is you set the good precedent precedent for them. You know, like, I love that you guys were very transparent in the community. I love that you guys don't like put a face onto your company, like you said, because then it allows things like this to happen where you can just kind of transition out and the brand itself stays, you know, intact because, you know, it's not relying on like a two J's kind of thing where if you leave, then everybody's like, ah, that store fell off. There must be a reason why he's gone now, you know? Um, but it's nice that the people that you, um, you know, are giving the business to or, you know, who, who bought it, it's still people that have known the business. So hopefully the feeling of the community is still there where it's like, social supremacy is still social supremacy, you know? And I think that's kind of the sense that you're, we're getting. Like I saw the Twitter, like a uh, thread that you had. I, I love, I don't know any other shop, man, that has like that much love for a sneaker store. Maybe Truist, just because the community here is really tight too. But other than that, I mean, most of the time it's like negative like connotations when you think of like brick and mortar sneaker stores, like the recent ones that are coming up. Like we said, love them or hate them, Urban Necessities kind of has a rep sometimes where they were buying out all of the sneaker con stock like before it opened and there's controversies there. There's like these new shops that are opening up that are trying to like mimic what you guys were doing with theater boxes or creating memberships like Soul Steel. So it's like all imitation and stuff. But there's a genuine love I feel for like companies like yours soul supremacy uh truest riff la there's just like a i don't know what it is can you speak to that there's like this kind of like this underlying uh, like true passion behind it i think it's like because people knew we were there before the hype i guess you would oh, say okay. it's like you know like before instagram like before twitter it's like we we're into shoes and we did it um but it's kind of like also like we're just like OGs in this game where it's just like we've seen this game and how it works before all the numbers came into it per se where everything is a dollar amount and why and it goes up it goes down um, before like all sizes cost the same price and it wasn't like size 8 is this much and size 13 is this much and it's just like why like everything was so it was just simple back then um, and I think I've just been like true to myself and I don't take any shit for granted and I don't take any shit as all for, from other people. Like I speak my truth. Whereas like, just say, I mean, just say Fly Club, for example, if, if something went wrong or a customer is accusing them of something, they're like, Oh, thank you for choosing Flight Club. I'm sorry this happened. Like, please email us here. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. I'm so cool. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Um, this is an open podcast. Bro, like, Go for it. <laughs> like you're wrong. You're the customer, but you're wrong. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't do that. Like, uh, keep it kosher. Like everything's all good. Um, but I also think we never really were like into the gimmicks that mm. some of the other stores are doing now where it's just like, I mean, yeah, it gets you followers, it gets you views. But I mean, to me, just no disrespect is corny. I, um, I agree. I agree. And I just like, we just never been like that's We're just straight up. Like, this is what we're doing. This is our, let's get straight to business. Like, no, like, funny games and like let's just make a deal 
Um, so we've always just been like straightforward. Um, and I think that's what people respect about us. And to be honest with you, like all the comments that like I got when I announced it, like on Twitter and IG, like blew me away. Like I was just like, I didn't expect the response that I got. Um, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate every single person who's ever walked into my store, whoever not walked into my store. Like, I mean, like I said, I've never even talked to you. Really I know before. that's a lie. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> only through email, mm -hmm. but it's just like, we've done thousands of dollars of business over the course of five years. I don't know, maybe it's more, maybe seven years, yeah. eight years. I, I don't even know the, the timeline to be honest with you, but I mean, it's just like, and it's like that. It's like, I built relationships with people that I've never even met. Um, yeah, and I think that's what makes us strong. It's beautiful, dude. Like, honestly, like, again, it's it keeping it real is like so important. That's why I like on this podcast, I just let people swear, do whatever they want, because I want to see who they are as people, you know, like if what you do is you just, you know, you throw off a couple F-bombs here and there, it's whatever, it's real, you know, and I think I like that about you where it has always been real. And sometimes people are scared to be like, create conflict, right? Like, especially what you do with on yeah. Twitter, where you're putting like screenshots of messages or clowning a guy that you know just walked in the store and you're like he's gonna, definitely gonna see this tweet but fuck it you know you're just gonna put it out anyway and let him know because that's how business should be run it's like you're a human being you you own this shiz and you're not gonna like just put on a facade of like okay the customer is always right because they're not always right bro sometimes they're hella wrong yeah and they gotta know that or else nobody's gonna put them in their place you know yeah i mean like it's not like i want these people to see the tweet mm. or whatnot but it's just like, for me, they were like a headache or difficult to deal with that first transaction. Mm. So like, do I really need them to come back a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth time to give me that same like headache and just like be difficult to transact with? Like, it's not worth my time. Right. So like, it's just like, uh, I'm okay losing a customer. Like people are like, oh, you're going to lose a customer. Or you're going to like. I'm okay because I never really had you to begin with because your expectations are like A and mine's Y. Like, it's just like, we're we're two worlds apart. So it's like, it's all good. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I, I like, unless you come mad at me, it's just like, bro, like, let me break it down to you. Like, this is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I never been the customer's always right kind of guy. Um, and I, uh, I think one of my flaws, honestly, is like, I always want to prove that I'm right. Mm. So I, I even waste time like to these people, like proving that I'm right. And it's like, even though I shouldn't do that, like, it's just like, man, I want you to get it. So the next time you deal with anybody, it's like, you're different. Bro. And I, I think maybe you don't realize too, like the, even though it's just like you venting or speaking your mind and you're trying to like get that point across and stuff too, it has an impact on everybody that sees a tweet that maybe not even like comment on it, but it still shows yeah. up in their feed. Like for me, I remember like a lot of this stuff, like the eBay stuff where it's like, oh, best offer I can do is like 50 bucks when the asking is like 200. Just like, get get the hell out of here, dude. Like, what are you doing? Or like, you know, trying to do the chargeback stuff or saying like, oh, this is wrong. And then it's just like, look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. Did you read the description? No, you didn't read the description. Yeah. What the hell do you expect then, man? You know? So it's like all of these things, it's like it plays a factor and like it rubs off on me and like, you know, the entire community I feel like you made. And honestly, like for me, it's crazy because as you mentioned, we, we never met before, you know, we've spoken very yeah. loosely on emails. This is literally the first time I've heard your voice. I didn't even know what you sounded like before. Um, but I've been, you know, buying the beater box stuff since I started the YouTube channel. And what I always say, and you, you've discredited this in the email, you're like, nah, we didn't do anything. It's like, even though I'm not an employee of soul supremacy, I feel like you guys gave me a job, you know, uh, just yeah. again, it's just 
just whatever happened happened i ended up buying the beater boxes i think actually i just talked about it in a recent video where the first shoe that i ever bought was from soul supremacy after doing all my research on google it was a pair of ds green glows that i paid like 500 bucks for which in hindsight is still dumb <laughs> but it was the shoe that i really wanted i was like i don't know prices and StockX and goat weren't around that so i'm like screw it i'm gonna buy this now uh but i i love that shoe but anyway that's when i found out about the beater boxes and doing more research on the store so then i you know bought the box ended up recording it and then that's kind of like the staple of the channel was the beater boxes and stuff and again that's just like a proxy of you guys just doing your thing and it's not even just me the youtube side it's i feel like everybody that has bought beater boxes from you essentially are kind of like employees to an extent where you don't need to govern them but you're, you're paying them essentially you're giving them like an income like unintentionally which is insane because it's a large number of people like i know uh you guys know sb mitch and a couple other guys that have yeah. been there for a while too and it, it, it's insane like you guys have to be doing something right for people to buy you shoes sight unseen for like six years straight you know <laughs> like that formula is, is 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 perfect yeah i mean they tell me like oh you like help me pay for college or yeah. like you help me get far and it's like it's unbelievable at times but it's i know i know it's believable i mean sometimes though like I, I put it in a box and it's like pretty much like what we paid for it or mm -hmm. even sometimes i'll take an l um sometimes i'll make 10 bucks on a shoe 20 bucks whatever but it's just like some of these guys will retweet and be like i made 200 percent profit i'm just like dude where are you selling on <laughs> like how's this possible but i'm just like hey do you hustle hard like i got no shame in the game like yo i i give you guys mad respect mad props like with the returns you're you're getting um with us it was always just been like I don't have time to say there's 50 boxes and 10 shoes a box or whatever. That's 500 pairs. Like I don't have time to process 500 extra pairs a month. So it's like, yeah. it goes both ways. It's like, you guys thank me for giving this profit that are these boxes that you could profit off of, but you're helping my business in return of helping me save space, storage, help me have to hire somebody else to clean, restore, flip these shoes. Um, because it just becomes too overwhelming at times. Right. Um, so it's like, it's the relationship that's works both ways. It works for me and it works for them, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a volume in the numbers game. And I've tried to like, you know, instill that kind of information. Cause it's all stuff that, you know, you and me never like discuss, like it's stuff that you just kind of figure out. Like I saw comments all the time before, like, there's no way that this is legit. They must be sending you fake shoes or they must be doing something or you guys, there's something under the table happening because why the hell would they just give you this amount of profit? And so, it, yeah. you know, I just, uh, you know, learning entrepreneur and stuff and reselling. I was like, I mean, no, it kind of does make sense. They're buying like sneaker collections of like 500 shoes and they're literally buying almost every single shoe that's a Nike or Adidas or a brand name, you know? They're not gonna say no to anything. But at the same time, they're also not gonna take the time to take six pictures of it, clean it up, put it on the website. That's that's ridiculous. So they're trying yeah. to do volume it's and all... do numbers. Yeah, it's a numbers game. And some people did not get that in the beginning, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, for in the beginning, like, because it, it was such a new concept, like I had to like, separate all the shoes by size at first like mm. i'm put all the size eights in a pile like all the eight and a half some pile nines and then i would list it and be like hey this box you're getting in size eight to eight and a half and you're getting eight pairs for 500 this box is size 12 to 13 10 pairs for 700 and i have i had to list and count every box in the beginning with how many pairs and the sizes and then i was like man this is so time consuming because like sometimes it's like i don't have enough of this size to make a box so it's like I have to wait till I get more of the same size to fill a box up. And I was like, man, I just need to find like 50 mm. people, hundred people. That's like, they're just going to rock with me. Cause I know that I'm never going to scam them or do them dirty. And like, 
let's just make money together and like let's make my life easier by just putting all these shoes random sizes random conditions in a box and and going for it and i mean it's worked it's been this way for the last i lost count of years but probably five years where it's, it's like i've years. never put down a number again it's just they know what's up and the retention is insane you know it's like you've kept those same members there for like so long or like at least the vast majority of them i would assume yeah um and obviously you know people's priorities and stuff and sneakers changes so maybe some people leave but i think for the most part if you're still selling sneakers the beater boxes make sense um yeah i think on average they're like usually 30 percent returns is what we're seeing um yeah but it's crazy because you guys invented that people emulated it because it's a freaking perfect idea and their emulation of it is so horrible like I don't know what your relationship with Cool Kicks is. I, I always say fuck Cool Kicks. I don't, like, I don't know those. Dudes. Okay, fuck those guys. I hate Cool Kicks. If you guys are watching this, <laughs> fuck you guys. You guys suck anyway. Cool Kicks, like, I bought a box from them. Sh- straight ass. It was like 1500 bucks. I lost money on it. Uh, and then the second one I spent was the $4,000 box that was m- my most viewed video. And I got screwed out of that one. Like, so many, like, bad shoes. You made less. I think you are going to make at the number of 4000 If that's without... Uh, taking out like stock x pricing uh, fees yeah. oh, fees ebay fees and then you'd be exactly at four grand and i was like in my head i was like what the hell is this like okay sure you're buying a mystery box but if you're buying the price of what you're paying for it what the hell is the point of that basically yeah. they're throwing their trash on you and saying sell this and you can yeah. make your money back it's like god there has to be incentive you know and then sometimes i've seen like oh there's like a you're calculating things wrong and i'm like bro you this is where StockX and GOAT actually helped a lot because it does provide like a, a baseline fee. And then sometimes I'm like, how the hell are these shops getting it so wrong where they're like, you can't base it off of StockX and GOAT fees. We're selling this in store for 300 bucks. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. The market is 150 bucks outside of your shop. In your shop, it's brick and mortar. You can put whatever the hell number you want. You can put $1,000 on it. That doesn't mean it's worth $1,000. The market dictates the price of it, right? And so you guys yep. have been very strong with that. like. Sometimes I really have no idea what the price of shoes are and they're like obscure shoes, but still I feel like every single box, maybe one or two in my life were like, I've lost money on, which is very, very rare. But then all these other companies that try out like fucking cool kicks and shit, (laughs) I get burned so bad. And then people are just like, oh yeah, I got burned too. And I got burned too in the comments and like, oh yeah, they sent me fakes in my box. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Like, how can you miss so bad on this when they set like such an easy thing to emulate? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't like taking L's and like Maybe. they're they're trying to come up with like money and just doing stuff. It's just like for me, it's always been like retain the customers, mm. like and just like just like you said, like I gave you a job, right? Yeah. Also, like I'm almost like your employee as well. Mm. It's like I'm getting this stock for you. I'm boxing it for you and I'm shipping it to you. It's like, you know, it's like, it's almost like you hired me to curate these boxes and like get all the shoes. Like where you're not, you're not having to go find the inventory yourself. Yeah. You're checking out and you're doing whatever, but it's just like, it goes like, that's how I said, it goes both ways. It's like, I'm doing something for you too. Like I'm your employee by putting these, by buying the inventory from customers and stuff like that. And you're lessening your overhead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause that's the number one thing with like being a sneaker reseller or a store like you have to get the inventory and how do you get it is the number one way you're going to stay in business. Like if you're way like, you're like, I'm going to be a reseller, but all I do is try sneakers app and like wait in line at Foot Locker for the release. Like you're not going to be successful. Like, yeah, you'll get one, two pairs. Like that doesn't make you a reseller. Like you need to be able to get 
multiple pairs of shoes in different sizes, different conditions to sell. Mm-hmm. And getting inventory is the hardest thing to do in the world. As, like, as a no-name, too, it's almost impossible. Yeah. It's almost impossible. You better be yeah. on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever it is you're looking for shoes and on there 24-7 if you're trying to get that same yeah. inventory. And you have to offer, like, good prices yeah. or it's like – because people, like, on those places, like, they're not coming to you thinking, like, oh, I'm selling to you because you're a business. Mm. Like, they're selling – like, they most people think, like, when they're selling to you that, like, you're the end user. Like, you're the end buyer. No. Like, no, I'm not buying this for myself. I'm buying this to sell to somebody else because I don't want this shoe for my collection or right. I don't want this shoe general um and i think that's like the hard part for a lot of people too is they think everyone is like the end buyer which Mm, it's not the case that's super true especially now and like you know the culture where a lot of the people buying are just selling to resell it's like the shoes may never get worn for the next 10 years but it's going to be transferred a hundred something times (laughs) before it actually does get on somebody's foot just because that's just how the game is right now uh so I kind of want to go back on this because I don't know if you ever know this story I think I mentioned it to Scott I don't know if he ever brought it up to you but we were talking about anytime I can uh, rag on Cool Kicks I'm going to do it so (laughs) we were talking about Cool Kicks these guys had the audacity after that $4,000 video uh, basically me cranking on them saying their boxes are not scams but you're not getting anything out of it they DM'd me and they're like bro take that video down or we're going to sue you you better lawyer up I was like the hell are you even saying i bought that i'm a, i have the right as like a user yeah. to give you a review and the review is you failed you suck and they're like getting in my face they blocked me on instagram they said they're gonna lo- lawyer up and all of this and i'm like what the hell is this so it's so Man. funny they take it so personal they got butthurt enough where they're gonna have to block me off ig i'm like it is what it is you know so i anytime like I- if you don't want that don't don't send shit like that's what that. i'm saying if you want to be known as a good business do, be a good business you know like if you don't want bad reviews do the things that your customers are saying like listen to them and shiz and provide good customer service which a lot of people don't realize for you you answer every freaking email no matter how dumb the email is you're gonna answer it even if you don't want to answer it you give a response which a lot of people don't do like i will say it i don't do it sometimes i just hear these like responses like is it dead stock i'm like bro just read the damn site you know it says brand new unworn like i'm not gonna take the time to do this you will take the time to do it though which is insane i give you credit for that because i hate dealing with the customer man it's some questions are so dumb i don't know how you've been dealing with this which i'm assuming is partly why you're like okay this is a headache of a game let me try to get out of here move to texas right yeah uh you're kind of breaking up like i kind of heard your message but i mean like like i said i've tried to deal with it as as best as i can as much as i can um but it does get tiring. It does get taxing. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I honestly can't wait to like just, I guess you could say like detox off off of social and shoes. Um, and I'm going to take probably at least like six months to just relax and, and reset. Um, and like I said, I just didn't, even though I know I could be successful in shoes for another five, ten years, it's just like I don't see myself doing it for five or ten more years. Like just the retail and the grind. Like it's just not for me at this point in my life. Okay, I feel you. And yeah, we don't ever want to like knock, you know, the shoe market itself because you're we're hoping everybody's rooting for soul supremacy to keep going and soul seals to keep killing it and whatnot. And uh the shoe game is at a very weird spot right now cuz I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like in a like a lull right now. I talked to Tong about it from Net Magnetism and mm-hmm. he, he's kind of like saying the same thing where it's like people all the resellers and stuff move from like sneakers to cards to NFTs to crypto um and so that's why there's like no buyers right now for the the shoes part 
is that is that kind of like where you're kind of seeing things right now too is like there's less volume being put out i mean to me it's just like when is enough enough um and when i say that i mean like mm. how many different shoes can you produce and come out with each month for people to constantly engage 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 um and it's just like i don't know what the next like phases of sneakers because like sneakers mm. have like fashion forward um but it changes quick um i mean for i don't even know the year was it like 2013 um i think it is off the top of my head i'm nothing like the galaxy pack came out um all-star pack early early like, 2010s yeah and people mm. are like i'm gonna trade my car for galaxy phone posit and whatever and it's like this is crazy and then like then it became like um uh adidas and boost for like right. two years, dominated for like two years and then it became like the collabs of off-white and travis and who who whatever so but like what's next like what's the next point. thing to take everyone's like attention um and i don't know what that is like yeah dunks came back for are they they're back now um they came back for a while but like they're they're starting to die down now um, even the ones the jordan ones where yeah. everybody wanted like there's some where it's just like nobody cares anymore because they just don't have the money or they have too many you know where it's like the pollens i would have assumed popped off but they're sitting almost at retail yeah so it's just like yeah i mean there's a lot of uncertainty um mm. but for us like we're always the business where we're buying under market of course we have to to make a profit so it's like if this is what the market is we're still buying under um and then we sell it at market or wherever it is slightly under or slightly above um depending on what you call the market um so we're always going to be like okay as a business um True. but in terms of like the sneaker business in general for like newcomers and stuff like that like yes yeah, I, I would say it's difficult now is that why you kind of like pivot well not really pivoted you're still doing both like heavy but i know you got super heavy into trading cards at one point I know you hoarded a lot of like the Steph Curry stuff. And I, I, is that something where you're like seeing that market as more sustainable? And that's why you're kind of like moving into that direction or? Um, I mean, I'm not doing anything business wise for cards anymore. Um, oh, okay. Like I, I was ripping on live and stuff like that when we were shut down with COVID and um, that was fun and doing stuff with that. And then prices got too high where I thought like, and I think that's the problem with, I don't want to say it's a problem because it's what made me successful was like i care too much about the customer and mm. when i say that it's just like so i mean unless you guys know um the market but like just say like prism retail um basketball like it got to like 800 dollars a box but like the best stuff you could pull out of there could be like 300 or 400 i mean it's oh. yeah rarity that you pull something expensive but it's like 95 percent of the time like if you open that box you're gonna lose right i could have gone on live and have all these customers like sign up and pay and and do this stuff but like i knew that they're gonna lose so like i just <laughs> so you felt opening. bad and you didn't want to do it yeah i i just stopped opening cards because i was like i don't want to see all these people lose regardless i know they, mm. they're gonna pay and it's fun and whatever it's just like in my heart like I knew they're going to lose. And it's just like, I can't get excited about, yo, you just lost $500 opening this box. Like, and it just, yeah, it was just like all bad.
and I think you brought that up, which is really noble of you too. Cause you, I think you'd made a tweet or something like if you want to make money on cards. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you said like, if you really want to make money off of cards, don't rip the wax or don't uh, open the wax is what something yeah. like that is. You just sort of like keep it on un- unopened and that's how you're going to make money. But it's, you yeah. know, got to wait months for it. But I mean, me personally, like um, I have a lot of Steph Curry cards. Um, Steph Curry is my favorite player as of right now. Um, I mean, him and Kobe were um, like, one two one a one b however you want to say it now um but yeah i i bought in heavy on curry um what 2019 um so i'm doing pretty good on all my all the stuff i bought um some stuff i sold some stuff i'm gonna hold i don't want to say forever but um 20 years 10 20 years maybe more um Hmm. and yeah uh, it's it's been an amazing ride with cards uh it's made me happier than dealing with sneakers um majority of the time but i'm not making cards like a business or i'm not venturing into anything of that as of right now um but we'll see i think you're the kind of person that i just get the sense from you know because again even though this is the first time we're like physically talking and stuff i just feel like i've known you from just watching your tweets your instagrams your you know our email conversations about stuff so i get the sense that you could sell like literally anything if you if you put the time to learn about a market and you actually had a passion for that market you could sell it and then uh, shout out to the, the Sneaker Dads podcast, which you were just on recently. Um, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, please go listen to it. It's really good. And I don't want to touch on a lot of the same topics, but uh, Derek gave a lot of like his origin story in a sense where what he was doing before was like selling cell phones and you were freaking killing that shit too for a long time. You know, and it's like literally it feels like whatever you want to sell, you're going to sell it because it's just you're, you're a businessman through and through. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to enjoy what I do. That's number one. Like, I'm not going to just sell something that I don't enjoy. That's just not who I am. Like, if I can't use this product, like, even if I could sell it, like, I'm not going to try. That's just nothing I'm going to do because I just, like I said, it's like I feel for the customer. Uh, I always want them to know that, like, my word is, like, gold. Like, I gave them this advice to purchase Mm -hmm. this or whatever, like, and it actually benefited them. Um, Yeah, I, I just, I definitely have to enjoy what i'm selling um if i'm gonna do it do you think is that what you're gonna i know i know you want to just kind of like rest the reset for the next six months like you said and you don't want to think about business or whatever but has there been any kind of like nagging things at you where you're like oh this is a market i might want to try to get into or are you really just like stoic right now like nothing (laughs) you know like like now at my point of like what i'm trying to do is just like enjoy my life as much as possible spend time with my family as much as possible but like work doesn't have to be about the money anymore nice. um if i find something i truly enjoy like i'm not gonna work for minimum wage and no disrespect for the people that do um like if i really enjoyed that doing that thing like i would work for just say near minimum wage like mm. it's just like like if you told me i could be like the warriors ball boy for minimum wage okay i'm gonna be the warriors ball boy for minimum wage like yo yeah. let's, let's do this um Courts I mean, every not, day and it's not gonna happen um but yeah i it's like a mixed weird feeling like a lot of people are telling me like bro you're gonna be bored out of your mind because like you've grinded for like 20 years and that's just who you've yeah. been and then like now you're just going like cold turkey and you're not doing anything um so it's gonna be interesting but like yeah, at this point in my life, I I know I don't want to be a boss anymore. That's like for sure. Um, 
I just don't want to have the weight. Not and not saying it's bad weight or good weight or whatever, but just like to run a business and know that you're responsible for X amount of people and like pressure. Yeah, you they rely on you to make sure this business is good and like you're gonna succeed and stuff like that. Um, I don't want that anymore, and that's nothing against my guys that I've rocked with for years because they don't control how the market goes. They don't control like the economy and stuff like that. Um, but I just know that's one thing I don't want to do anymore is just try to feel responsible for people. Um, so I'm down to be an employee. Like I'm down to work for somebody and hustle hard. Um, but I also want my freedom, which is like, if I want to go to Europe or Asia or Mexico or wherever, any time of the year I want to, like, I'm going to do it. Um, right. I don't want to go be like, Hey, can I get approval, uh, to do this or that? Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. So it's like, I don't know what the perfect job is for me. Um, I feel but right. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I might still end up doing stuff with sneakers, um, just over there. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but I'm going to Texas. Um, yeah. but that's where I might do sneakers, but might not do a store. I just go back mm -hmm. to my old hustle days where it's like, I already have people that follow me and support me, but it's like, and if you're in Texas, be like, yo, do you have a hundred pairs you want to sell? Like, I'll go buy your hundred pairs, but that'll be my work for three days. Like, I nice. just- Nice, and then you're done for the month kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't have to be like at my shop for seven, eight hours straight, like waiting for the next thing to happen or email or the next customer to walk in. Like, it's like, I'm on my own schedule and that's, that's what I really want. It's just- to be on my own schedule, to hustle as much as I want to hustle, but have the freedom to do what I want when I want. Um, so it's like, I, I guess that's everyone's dream, right? So I was um, just going to say, bro, like, honestly, like some people, it, I think it ultimately that's a dream is to have money and just live life. Right. But some people also want like th that feeling of work, I guess, and stuff too. But I know when you've been working and that pressure of like being a boss uh, or I can kind of relate to that, like that exact thing where you said, oh, I kind of just want to be an employee. Like, just somebody tell me what to do, X amount of like numbers that I got to do. And I just want to put in the time and then just clock out and not have to worry about, oh man, what about tomorrow? What am I going to have to do to make more money? How am I going to support these guys and feed them and get their medical and stuff paid for? You know, it's just a lot of pressure. So sometimes I think about the same thing with like the YouTube stuff where like I have my own businesses stuff now where we do like uh, social media. Uh, it's like an influencer agency. And it's, it's those same questions that I have. And I'm like, damn, sometimes I wish I was just the employee. Like, I look at them, I'm like, you guys got it so easy. Like, I got to worry about all this other stuff. It gets super stressful and you can never clock out. Like, even when it's the weekend, dude, I'm sure you're still thinking like, God dang, we got a lot of work to do. I got to figure out how I'm going to move this amount of shoes. I got to go figure out how I can get more inventory. You can never turn off. And I think that's a good thing about being an employee. And people are going to look at it and not understand because if you've never been in that boss spot, it sounds like we're just complaining about stuff that you'd want to do. But that's not the case. It's like when you can't turn it off, it really just starts to weigh on you, especially when you've been doing it for like, you know, 10 plus years. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to one of the most is like in my phone, like I have Shopify, I have PayPal, I have uh, like my shipping thing. Um, I have Goat, I have StockX. Uh, IG, Twitter, it's like, I'm like counting the days till I delete most of that stuff. <laughs> and like, I don't have to open it again. And it's That's like, awesome. sometimes I just open it for no reason. It's like, okay, I just looked at 
how many sales we had like an hour ago. Like, why am I looking at it to an hour, another hour for late? Like, why can't I wait till the next morning? But it's just like an addiction or it's just like, uh, it's just routine. like I've been programmed to keep on doing it. And it's just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so that's like, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is trying to like not be controlled by all of these things. Um, I mean, for the longest time, I mean, Instagram is different now where, um, where like all the stuff that you post doesn't get, like people don't see it or no, whatever. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, but there was a period of time where it's like every day I made it at least one or two Instagram posts. And it's like, that stressed me out. Cause like what I have to post, like I got to post something like, so people see it or whatever. And it's just like, it's just like, why did I feel like I'm a, I mean, it is what it is now looking back on it, but it's like, I felt like I was a slave to Instagram. Like mm. I got to post something or I'm going to lose followers or lose content. And it's just like, and it took me years to like, finally be like, F this, like, I don't need mm -hmm. to be a slave to Instagram, like, um, or social in general. It's just like, we're going to be fine no matter what. Um, but yeah, it's just like, that's was one of my mindsets at the time is like, I'm a slave to Instagram. And it's just like, it kind of sucks. That's exactly like, I mean, for the social media side, I know that 100% dude. like YouTube, it's like, you get if you don't put out content consistently, YouTube will just stop recommending you. They'll like basically like shadow ban you or ghost list you where they just won't send out the notifications and stuff. And it's been proven like this is what happens on most social media platforms because they want you to keep posting, especially when you have a big account like your eyes is for Instagram. You know, if you're not posting, it's like, uh, OK, we're going to use our um, prioritize prioritization to do a different sneaker shop that, you know, that is posting consistently that will get more interactions. And uh, Tong mentioned the same thing, you know, from that magnetism where he's like, yeah, I, I feel like I have to keep posting all the time. And then all of a sudden Instagram's not working as well anymore. So I got to figure out like what the next thing is. And I'm like, it's crazy because you guys aren't even like considered like influencers and stuff, but you still got to think like one, you know, yeah. like you got to work the algorithm. You got to figure out like, OK, what is the best time to post? What, when am I going to get a lot of interactions with this? And it's like, that's not what you signed up for. You don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, like you just want to run a business. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that's just. It's just the world we live in um, True. and everybody wants instant access and they want replies like instantly. It's just like, dude orders a shoe at 1201 and emails at 1205. Like, yo, when is this shipping out? It's like, bro, like, <laughs> like really dog? Like, I know. <laughs> it's just like, oh, face plant. It's just like, and I replied to that stuff. Like it's going to ship out. The morning, like, but it's just like, why like why do i have to open these emails that is like that say these things and it's just like i know they don't mean any harm like it's just they like, don't but it's just like imagine the common getting, sense go <laughs> yeah but it's like imagine getting like i mean now it's different but it's like even before it's like imagine getting like 10 or 20 of those a day just that it's just oh, like yeah and being on ebay like ebay makes you lose your brain cells and it's Bro. just like <laughs> it is what I hate it is eBay. i and, hate you know, ebay it, man it's part of the job um yeah. but it's part of the job that's like i've found like draining like it's it's good like i, I mean i've dealt with it and whatever but like i said i just i close my eyes and i said to myself like right now like even though i know i can go like three to five more years it's like do i want to do this for another five ten like and and go through this grind and 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 the answer is no and that's why I'm choosing to get out of like the retail game 
Um, I'm not 1,000% out of the sneaker game, but I'm out of the retail game 100%. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't understand, like, retail brick and mortars are so, so hard to, like, keep active and keep successful. Like, you look at, like, even these multi-million dollar businesses, like, I don't know, like, the Kmarts or, like, the... I don't know what fears of the world and stuff like all of these shops are closing down and they can't even do it because bro brick and mortar is just freaking hard and then with stock x and goat coming in and you know ebay focusing on sneakers and stuff it's like that's even more hard because it's like it, how are you gonna get people in the door and you guys pivoted well where it's like okay we're not even gonna put shoes on like uh the shelves and stuff in the shop like we're just gonna do everything through our website and through, you know through our promotions and stuff which is what you guys are doing and you guys have done all of that and it makes a lot of sales um but some of the guys that like you know still are putting up shoes on the wall and stuff i'm like bro this is so hard like i look at john at like truce and stuff i'm like i don't know how the hell you do this man like (laughs) this seems like so much work and stuff i don't get it i think he's there like 10 hours a day or something bro it's a lot and he lives far away so he's commutes like at least an hour to get to work an hour home and then he's at the shop all day and it's the same thing like he's a new dad too and this is where i kind of want to get your take on this bro is like um did you have like a college degree and stuff when you came out um, of like high school or did you just get into like all this business stuff on your own? Like, yeah, uh, no, I, I graduated college. I got a general business degree. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, I've never applied it like after college, like even in college and at college, like I was selling cell phones. Um, and then after I did that, I just went straight into this. Um, so like I've never applied my degree at any like corporation or anything like that. Um, but but yeah um with him is like yeah 10 hours a day new dad like i mean more power to him if he could keep up the grind but it's like you gotta find that balance man like you guys you, you your kids are how old like five and uh, two or something i was about to be four uh, in april and my oh. son said so you were i mean you're still kind of going through that same grind then right because they're still uh, kind of yeah, young but like to me like when my son was born and stuff like that it's like uh i closed the shop earlier than i did before uh, like all closed weekends like i'm not working on the weekend like we're the, that's for family time um yeah. so like even like right now we're only open four hours a day monday through friday oh shit for real yeah like <laughs> and yo, what is that come... open time for just to buy huh? and sell like if people if yeah. what is that open four hours for oh okay i like mean just yes yeah, for people to whoever wants to buy and i mean whoever wants to drop off and sell um, okay. But we're only open 20 hours to the public a week. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's okay. nothing, like, essentially, as a brick and mortar. Yeah, it's nothing. But it's like, but like we're a service. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you need to sell your shoes, you, you come here during those times and, and we'll, we'll help you out. We'll bang you out. Um, I mean, I do take appointments on the weekends and stuff like that. If someone has like 50 pairs or 100 pairs or, or whatever. Um, but it's like, I got to the point over time where it's just like, work the work-life balance has to match for me. Um, and like, I try to make the work-life balance the best I can for my employees. Um, and like I said, I've never been one to like, Oh, we need this customer. Like if we need this customer, then we're doing something wrong because like one, we should, our business shouldn't teeter on, one or two customers making us be able to make a living or not like as long as we're doing enough and we're generating enough business like we and we have the power to do these things for ourselves like why not Mm -hmm. like i I don't want to feel like also like i'm a slave 
to the customer where it's like, I got to be open for 10 hours a day or eight hours a day or, or whatnot. Um, cause that's not, that's not going to make me happy, um, to, to do that. Um, so yeah, everything had, over this last times since my kids were born and stuff like that has always been like adjusting my work life balance to like my happiness, um, of how much do we got to grind to, to make this work. Right. So, so with that, because you have a, we're in a, kind of in a similar spot, right? I, I went to college and stuff too. And I, I, it's not for business. I went for, um, psychology and then counseling. So I got a master's degree and stuff too, but I'm not even using it. Like, cause I'm a new dad as well. Like my son is, uh, just turned seven months, I think. So I'm trying to think like, you know, thanks man. So I was going to ask, like, you know how we were grow growing up in the time of like, they're trying to really push college and stuff. And the only way you're going to have success is if you go to college or the only way you can open a business, if you go to college, are you going to try to make your kids go down that same route where you still believe in college or are you kind of more of at the point where you're like entrepreneurship is like, you can do it just off the grind. He doesn't have to be an entrepreneur either. Like mm. I want my kids to do whatever they want. Like no, sh no shit, no lie. Like, if he wants to work at McDonald's and he's happy flipping burgers for minimum wage, more power to you, bro. Like mm -hmm. as long as he's genuinely happy and enjoys what he does, I'm not tripping what he does. Cause like everyone thinks you. like, to me, like the, the, everyone thinks like success and money equals happiness, but it does, it, to me, it doesn't like no. yeah. it's doing what you actually love to do and waking up every day enjoying what you do that's true wealth but do you um, remember like when we were younger like we were told the same stuff too do what you love you know don't chase the money just do what you love and when we were like younger we're like yeah that doesn't that doesn't mean shit though it was just words you heard from your elders and stuff you know and then when it gets to it you're like i want that money and it's so hard to turn that off you know especially with social pressures and so all the social media like oh no i need to be successful or you know they got to follow this route or else it's not quote unquote happiness you know it's tough. Yeah. I mean, everyone has to find their own path. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, like, I don't really think I felt a lot of pressure. Like, I mean, honestly, I never knew what I was going to do. Like, oh, okay. it was like, I mean, everyone, like, my dad, I mean, I was good at math. So they said, like, oh, go be an accountant. Um, but I was like, I, I don't want to go to school for that. I don't, I don't know. And then they said, like, oh, go be a lawyer. Like, you just like to argue with people. So I'm like, okay, I guess, but like, I don't want to go, I didn't want to go for school for that either. So it's just like, everything I've done is just like kind of happened organically. Um, so my path is like, like different. Um, but yeah, in terms of my son and my daughter, it's like, I just want them to be happy. So if, if, if they find what they want to do and to say it's like working like at a shelter for animals or, or whatever, being a police officer, it's like a firefighter or anything like I'm going to support them no matter what they do. I'm not going to put any pressure on them that they have to be this or they have to be that. that. Yeah. Like just find yourself. Like people find themselves at different times in, in life. Um, some people start fast. Some people start slow. Um, but I'm definitely not going to be the pressure type of parent or, or put like um, expectations on them. Like you better, he better do good in school. That's for sure. Like he can't just like cut and not go to school and stuff like that. Like he has to learn. Uh, I'm going to teach them lessons and stuff like that. But in terms of like their career, like I want them to do whatever makes them happy. I feel you. And see, that's my thing too, is like, I'm a believer in education. I'm not a believer in college. Like I try to get this point across all the time. Like yeah. 
college is really like important if you really really want to know what you need to like are going into like if you want to be a doctor you gotta go to college bro there's no other path you need to but if you want to run a business we've seen it from you firsthand and i i don't think does scott have a college degree too or no uh i believe he went to like a couple classes but no i'm like not (laughs) not, 100 percent, but like yeah i i think he he didn't um i think he went to a couple classes um but yeah i mean like him he's a straight hustler like exactly and that's what you need he he gets it done yeah and see that's why it's so crazy because before i just remember so much times as a kid where it's like you got to go to college and that's like that's the only way you're going to get anything you need that degree and then you just see like you know testaments to like you guys opening up a freaking store that can rival be in the top 10 in like the u.s and sales and stuff and it's like how the hell these guys aren't even using a degree per se and then soul steel is killing it with memberships he literally i don't think has no college i think now that i'm remembering we had our podcast i think he said not nah. he he said fuck school <laughs> he learned everything <laughs> on on the streets he said that sounds like a scott thing <laughs> it sounds like scott so i was gonna say like it, what's really cool is like you know watching like the interactions especially with scott like you're more low-key like i said like on socials and stuff you don't put your face on anything like really you put a couple pictures of your kids here and there i feel like on soul supremacy but re- yeah. i really didn't even know most of that but scott what i like is that he's always like prioritizing his family and stuff and you have that same mentality i guess as well where it's like bro you guys really like when it's when you're off of work you're like off of work it feels like you know and you're like 100 percent invest in your family and your kids and stuff and scott dude i, I told him in that video and it makes me like get teary because i'm like i hope my son looks at me the way scott's son looks at him it's like his freaking hero dude and i'm like damn that's so sick like i never met him in person either i've never met scott but i look at that kid in his pictures and stuff and the videos and i'm like god damn this guy really like loves his dad and so I'm, I'm just hoping that I can kind of do that for my kid too. And, uh, you know, I, I'm happy you guys kind of like show that work-life balance stuff because that's hella important. I mean, the, the greatest gift that you can give your kids is your time. That's, like, yeah, that's so it's true. not a boy, not money. It's just, it's just you, yourself. Um, and as long as you do that, they're going to end up loving you. That's true. I got to, yeah, it, it's, it's, he's at a weird age right now where it's like, sometimes I'm talking to him and I don't know if he's like, he's not understanding anything. He's only seven months. He, he's just like learning yeah. to crawl and stand up. But I, I'm hoping this, like, you know, because I am home, because of the, I'm blessed with this YouTube stuff. And, again, shout out to you guys for helping with that through, you know, um, the beater boxes and stuff. It, it it makes me, like, really sad to think about, like, parents and stuff that can't be with their kids. Like, the amount of time I am just because I'm able to be home all the time. And it makes me wonder, like, what the developmental stuff looks like when you're not there all the time. Um, so that's why I really like it when I see that, you know, the interaction with Scott and stuff with you guys. And just, you know, that you guys are prioritizing all of that. And I like that you also do that for, like, your employees and stuff. Like, you, you let them be off on, like, every major holiday. Um, you guys try to, like, take them out for, like, you know, group dinners. And I remember you guys used to fly out to Hawaii before all this COVID shiz. Like, it seemed like it was an emphasis on family. And you always had that quote. We're going to end on this pretty much. Life is greater than shoes. And I feel like you actually live that quote. It is. I mean, that's why I'm leaving. Because <laughs> <laughs> life is greater than shoes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to enjoy my second half of life. I'm, like I said, I'm about to be 40. So 40, 40 through 80 is like, it's about me and, and my family and, and um, just enjoying everything that I've worked so hard for up until now. Um, and then seeing where, where it takes me. Um, and I just don't want to feel trapped in the in the rat race anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy how, I mean, I don't know if you follow real estate, but like prices in California is 
off the charts. Same as Hawaii. Um, it's it's almost the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think a uh, median in median family home right now is it, I think it just hit nine hundred thousand for a freaking okay. just a regular family home in Hawaii. Yeah. 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 And so, you guys so, have it worse because you have a crazy like tax percentage and stuff too, right? Yeah, we do. Um, but like, yeah, me selling my house in California is like, I almost get like a free house in Texas. That's what's so crazy. it's like, That's I got to move to Texas. <laughs> it made it like a no brainer. It's like, I could live here and like not have a mortgage, like sign me up. Like, and that just makes me start my second half of life a lot faster. Um, and like I said, the timing, I'll just, it's right. Cause my kids are so young. So moving them now before they grow up and hate me because they move schools um so it's 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 gonna be hard because i've grown up here all my life but um i I don't want to say i know but like i definitely think it's the right decision how's this how's the scene over there uh because i i think i saw that you moving to uh the dallas fort worth area or something and i i only listen to like freaking rogan and she is talking about austin all the time how it's like a uh you, you know they like a blue part of a red state so is like dallas like really like different like the vibe you know just like uh austin is blo- austin is blowing up like their prices are crazy too for like real estate oh really they're, okay they're like california oh, um shit. but i mean i'm not a political guy so i don't really pay attention to all that stuff um but like my wife is from arlington dallas area she grew up there um so like I'm not unfamiliar with the area at all. Like I, 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 I know where I like to go there. I know what I like to do. Like I've never felt like out of place when I, when I, when I, we travel there, um, to visit her family. Um, it's probably going to be a little different for my son in school. Um, but I think he'll adjust well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't foresee any problems. Like the sneaker game out there is, I don't it's not non-existent. Um, cause I, they used to have a couple, I think they, they have a few stores out there. I got, I'm going to check them out, um, see how they're doing. Uh, but it's definitely not like LA, New York kind of style. All right. So, uh, <laughs> this is the problem that, uh, we have with, you know, Hawaii and, uh, where Derek is, I think he's in California. So I don't know if he's actually in Texas yet, but yeah, the connection kind of died out over here. Unfortunately, this is what happens with this. Um, anyway, yeah. Thank you so much to soul supremacy for coming through. Derek's still a great guy learned a lot from him throughout the years just very humbled you know to be able to like get to talk to him on this and get his take on like the sneaker game and whatnot and uh i just want it to be known soul supremacy is not going anywhere you know like i'm pretty sure they're still doing the beater boxes and stuff they're going to keep doing what they do on social media and they're going to keep selling shoes so you know continue to keep supporting soul i don't think soul supremacy is going anywhere if anything they might just adapt and get stronger from here uh, but it'll be interesting in the future. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, checking in. Sorry about the connection issues on this one. I'll try to fix it up in post, but you guys know this is kind of how technology goes these days. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, though, stay humble, stay safe, and we will see you guys. Shoots. Shoots, boys.